This is Cardinal Truth. This is chapter 21. This is actually the fourth podcast of season two. Thanks for joining me today. My name is J.D. Lehman. My wife Carrie and I lead a community of believers in Oak Park, Illinois, which is just on the west side of Chicago. If you're ever in the neighborhood, we would love for you to stop in on a Sunday, grab a cup of coffee, come say hi, and tell us how you got there. Awesome. Hey, I mentioned this last week, and I'll probably mention it again and again and again. If this podcast has been helpful in any way, or if you've shared it with anyone, would you do me a favor and would you like or subscribe? Or even better, would you write a review? All of those things help spread the word about what I'm trying to do here. And I'm not about the big numbers, but I am about going after the impact that I believe I've been called to have. And so I would just appreciate your help. Okay. As I mentioned, this is chapter 21, which is the fourth podcast. I started out this year by talking about why I named it Cardinal Truth. And then I went into the idea of the stubborn apologetic, followed up that one with this idea of theological evolution. And today I want to talk about this story of what happened to me on a beach this summer that fundamentally changed how I see church. And this idea of compromise. Okay, so let me give you the setting. I'm on a beach. I'm watching at least three, maybe four of my kids try and boogie board and surf. And I'm sitting next to a gentleman who I've known for about 20 years. He is watching his grandkids play with my kids. And we are sharing a couple of cold beverages in Yeti mugs because... It's not really kosher to have craft beer on the beach at this place. So as we begin having this conversation, I know that one of his sons is currently in pastoral ministry. And so I just casually ask, how is your son doing? And he begins to tell me the story of the last few years and how the first church he was at didn't really work out and there was some drama and it just, it wasn't the right fit. And now he's closer to home and really has found his groove. He's, in fact, he's on the teaching team and he uh, is really starting to shine, really starting to expand. I was, I was excited. This is something that you wanna have, you wanna hear as a fellow pastor, you wanna hear that somebody is stepping into the calling that God has placed on their life and loving what they're doing. And then about halfway through this conversation, my friend turns to me and just very casually says, you know, I've been listening to a few of your Cardinal podcasts and I was surprised. I didn't even realize that he knew I had a podcast, let alone what he listened to them. And I was even further surprised as he began to talk about some of the ideas that I had been discussing in the first season. Now, to give a little bit of context, I am probably from what you would call a charismania background. Sort of charismatic, a little Pentecostal, filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm pretty much part of the charismatic tradition. However, my friend comes from the Reformed tradition and has been within the Reformed faith for probably the better part of 40 years. And we started talking about some of the ideas and some of the theological differences. And then he gave me this little snippet into his life, which just shifted my entire opinion. He said that 
A few years back, they had gotten a new pastor in the church he'd been attending for over 30 years. He spoke very highly of this man who's now in charge of the church, said he truly loves God, and it it shows in everything that he does. But he didn't find his sermons to be very engaging. In fact, he said he kind of checks out. I, I don't even get it at some of the stuff he's even talking about. And they're just not relevant, it seems. And I said, oh, okay. Well, is it theological things that you're not tracking with? I'm trying to figure out why he's not tracking. And he said, you know, I'm from the Reformed tradition. I said, yes, I'm I'm well aware. And he said, you know, uh, I'm not even sure about some of all the Reformed stuff. Like, I'm just, I don't even know anymore. And he said, but it's not about the theological stuff, you know? In fact, I, I don't stay because of the theology. And so suddenly my ears perk up and... This is the part that I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm confused. What, what am I missing? Many people have transitioned in or out of our church for theological reasons. And I'm thinking this is probably the bread and butter reason of why people come and go. And he said, no, 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 I don't stay for the theology. I, I, I don't really stay for the teaching. I, I understand it, but I've been, I've been at this game for a long time. I said, okay, what is it? He said, well, you see, I, I stay because this is, these are the people that I do life with. I've been here for 30 years. I have long-standing, deep relationships and friendships with these people. These are the people that, that matter to me. This is why I go to church. And it was in that moment that I had this realization. That here's my friend who has been a member of a church in a community for years And yet he's willing to stay in the mess, even though it requires him to compromise on what he might believe theologically, because the community is that strong. Well, it started me down this whole rabbit trail of what is compromise. I mean, I can't tell you how many prophetic ministers have come in or I've been a part of their uh, service where somebody wants to talk about, oh, we don't compromise. We, We are the generation of no compromise. And it's like, Oh, yeah, that's not true. That life is about compromises. That my friend is willing to compromise on maybe dry teaching and maybe theological points that he doesn't agree with wholeheartedly because of relationships. And see, this was my transformational thought on church, that we compromise on a lot of things, but the thing we can't compromise on as a community is our community. And what does it mean to be a church of believers? What does it mean to be a community of believers? I love that phrase, but what does that mean? Who does that mean we are all a part of? And so as I began thinking about this, I I really was diving into, well, how does it look to compromise? Well, every marriage has compromise. Oh, well, what does it look like to compromise on, on this issue? And what does it look like if I don't compromise? It's fine. Again, once again, Here's that stubborn apologetic. Here's that rigidity. Here's that that evolving theology. And at the core is community. Interesting, because we've been having this conversation around my staff table. Should we do streaming? Is there a way to engage people on social media? Can we make uh, TikToks about Sunday mornings? It's like, 
all these things and yet what people are hungry for and craving is the community and they're willing to sacrifice and give up things for community. Hundreds of hours, thousands of dollars to be part of a community, even if everything else doesn't line up. I was incredibly grateful for that conversation. It crafted the second half of my year. It, it catalytically shifted the way I began dreaming about 2020. And so by the time you listen to this, we'll be well into 2020. And my encouragement to you is, even if there's something you don't agree with within your church, rally around the fact that there's community. Stay around the table, because there's something valuable about being together. I am so proud of our people at Greater Chicago Church. I'm so excited to go on a Sunday and do life with these people. Ultimately, this is the goal. This is what the church is. It's a community of believers that are going after what it means to make a difference in their communities. All right. I'll be back next week. We'll do this again. Just remember, goodness and mercy are chasing you down everywhere you go. Look behind you and see all the goodness and mercy that is chasing you. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed, please rate us and subscribe. All of the music was created and produced by Hello Wonder Music. You can find them at hellowondermusic.com. For more information about JD and the church he and Carrie co-lead, including our weekly podcast and upcoming events, please visit greaterchicagochurch.com.